We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 97.1 fm talk podcast America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. this a little bit and if you're not a Pink Floyd fan you're not going to care but they're a legendary band so at least care just in in the sake of history we're just making history here Pink Floyd has released their first new song in 28 years now I'm not including Endless River that was the album they came out with in 2014 that was a bunch of rehashed old stuff that Rick Wright who died their keyboardist uh, they they just kind of made stuff out of old stuff that he had done from other recording sessions. It's it's a waste of time. I'm going to tell you the truth. Don't get Endless River. That's the last Pink Floyd album, and it is just a bunch of ambient noise. It's it's not worthwhile. But this is an actual song, and we're going to play it coming out of this break. So I do want to get to a story here, but stick around if you just want, even if you don't care, if you want to hear part of, at least I'm going to play the best part of the new Pink Floyd song, and I'll explain it a little bit at the end of the segment before we do. Okay, first though, this is a story with the title, The Media is the Number One Cause of War Since 1898. Now I love history because I love stories and I love context. So I do like studying history as much as I can, and I'll present that to you whenever I can. This is one of those. It starts in 1895. A 32-year-old entrepreneur in New York City bought a failing newspaper and hatched a bold plan to turn it around. The newspaper industry was cutthroat, especially in New York. This is in the late 1800s. There were at least 16 other daily newspapers in circulation. There was fierce competition for readers' attention, but the entrepreneur had an idea. Thrill readers with tales of death, destruction, and brutality in the Cuban War for Independence against Spain. 
Cuba was a Spanish colony at the time, but revolutionary forces have been fighting for independence for several years. Few people in the U.S. really cared about Cuba, but the publisher vowed to make them care. That's advocacy journalism. So it's not new. This is the late 1800s in New York. This guy's name, William Randolph Hearst. Yes, you've heard of him. And the paper was the New York Morning Journal, constantly thrusting Cuba into readers' faces, making them care about something they otherwise wouldn't. And not only that, their stories were full of full-blown sensationalism. Hearst's journal was printing outright fabrications of atrocities committed by Spanish troops in Cuba. They were turning everybody against Spain. Why? I don't know. It was just to sell papers. They didn't care about Cuba. They were just trying to sensationalize something, get people to care about something. Sound familiar? Nothing's really changed. And this article goes on to highlight how, A, what we're dealing with now is actually the norm. I think when we had of unbiased journalism and let's 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 get past the idea that we ever had fully unbiased journalism but let's at least compare now to mid-century 50s 60s 70s something like that it wasn't unbiased but it was closer to it and there was an attempt to be unbiased as taught in journalism schools i mean i have a journalism degree and my degree was in the early to mid-2000s. Even at that point, they were teaching unbiased journalism while also being biased. But at least they were teaching the ideal that you want to try to be unbiased. I don't know that they are anymore, or if they are, it's kind of like, yeah, but we all know what gets clicks. That was already happening when I was in school. But I, I think this is speaking largely to this idea that we had a shared common ethic in this country for a long time, nationally anyway, that you can you can look back in the middle of the last century and say we were more united at that point. But sensational journalism has always existed and it moves the public. I get back to this article real quick because it talks about how things in the late 1800s are really mirroring what's happening now. And it goes on to say, uh, the obvious Hunter Biden laptop cover-up. We've been talking about this this morning. Refusal to cover it is a choice. Covering it is a choice. But covering it is really the logical choice because it's a big deal. Then there's the outright lies in Russia, the collusion hoax, for which the New York Times was even awarded an esteemed Pulitzer Prize for their work on the Russia collusion hoax. Can you believe that? These are just lies. They make you pay attention to something. They make you pay attention to this idea that Trump is super corrupt and he was colluding with foreign governments. He obviously wasn't doing that, at least with the Russia hoax. We know that that was a fact. This is the power of the media. It's not necessarily to tell you what to think about something. It's to thrust something into the forefront to force you to have an opinion about it. That's very, very important. And likewise, what to not cover to keep down. Thank God for conservative media, because otherwise there are so many stories that we're talking about right now nationally, not just we're talking about on 97.1, we're talking about in these corners of talk radio. But I mean, we as Americans are talking about these things. And we wouldn't be if it weren't for independent and conservative-leaning media and they're becoming national conversations, the laptop being one of them, Russia collusion hoax being one of them, many, many others. So 
I just think that's a very, very interesting article. It's at Zero Hedge if you want to check it out, talking about just the history of journalism and the point of journalism not to ever really has it been unbiased. Wiggins, America. News with the audience. Okay, y'all, let's talk some Pink Floyd. I'm very, very excited about this. This is the first new single from Pink Floyd in 28 years, if you don't count Endless River, which didn't produce any singles, barely had any lyrics, and was just a bunch of like ambient soaking music. Um, skip that, and you have the first single in 28 years. And it is a legitimate song. Now, here's the, the nuance to it, though, the caveat. There's no singing by anybody from Pink Floyd on this song. It is not Roger Waters, so he's he's not part of this still. I thought, oh, man, it's like a Ukraine benefit thing, because that's what it is. Maybe Roger Waters and David Gilmore got back together. They're the two front men. No, they didn't. They still hate each other, and that's probably due to Roger Waters being an a-hole and... Um, uh, David Gilmore never ever forgiving him, even when he's repented of being an a hole. They are they don't like each other, and I don't know that we'll ever see them get back together. But the two remaining members of Pink Floyd who do talk to each other are the drummer Nick Mason, who was in St. Louis actually right before the pandemic started. I got to see that show, and David Gilmore. Two out of there's three living members, so two out of three of them get together. They can call it Pink Floyd. That's what they did. They took this singer. From a band called Boombox, I don't really know. It's some band that was, I guess, popular enough in Europe that you'd maybe know the name. He's a Ukrainian singer. They took his voice and made it into a song. And I won't play a lot of the Ukrainian singing part, but the the part that's Pink Floyd is the guitar solo from David Gilmore. It's really cool. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we're back with the full cast. At the end of this segment, I've been teasing it all show, we are going to do a script. Now, this script is blind. So that means that Trisha, old Roy, they read their lines ahead of time in past weeks. And a little surprise in this one, our voice girl, Jess, when she came in to cut her latest little smoky lines for us, uh, she did a character in this. Oh, so, that's fun. Yeah. So you're These not the only. These are always very scary, though. I, they should be. That's the idea, is that you read your lines. Mm -hmm. You have no idea what the rest of the context of the piece is. Roy's the same way. Now, before we get there, that's the end of this segment. I do want to ask both of you guys, and we'll go Trisha first here. Sarah Palin has announced that she is running for office again, mm -hmm. just based on the amount of time you blinked just now. It was a long <laughs> blink. It wasn't just a normal, like, it was a, mm-hmm. Uh, huh. I'm going to assume 
you're not a big Palin fan. I could not care less about Sarah Palin as a person. What about as like a politician? I'm in an episode of Groundhog's Day. What are you doing, lady? What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, these people that get famous for whatever it is and just can't let it go when the moment has passed. That's her. I'm, it's exhausting. I'm going to put you in the situation, though. Okay. You're in Alaska. Uh-huh. She's she's won the primary. Uh-huh. There are 51 people running in that primary. There's one seat <laughs> in Alaska. Sorry. No kidding. Everybody in the state is running I in that primary. So. I think so. They have more senators than they do representatives. <laughs> they have two senators, one representative for the entire state. Okay. Sarah Palin is running for that one seat Mm -hmm. against 50 other people. Let's Mm -hmm. say she does win. Are you voting for her over the Democrat? Unless the Democrat's going to raise my college debt. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Call back. Get the podcast. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Yes, I probably would. Yeah. But I... I'm not that principled against Sarah Palin. I'll share my opinions in, in a second. But Roy, you go. I just wish she would stay in Alaska. <laughs> well, she she is in Alaska. I don't think that's the issue. You're just saying stay away. I mean, I I feel bad for her because she got she got the full force of the um let's destroy anybody who could be a threat politically. Yeah. You know, yeah, she it was a lot of it was stuff she couldn't help, you know, just her characteristics and her mannerisms and and you know, she she stuck her foot in it a couple of times, but it she didn't deserve what she got. She's probably a lot smarter than what they they make every Republican out to look like an idiot. They, you know what? They've been doing it since Quayle that's, and Reagan. And, that's a good point. But here's my return point on that. Yeah. They make every Republican look like Sarah Palin. Yeah. Like Sarah Palin is that Republican in a way. And you're right. I, I mean, you're being kinder to her than I do. And Trisha has been too. But we, I, she's probably more intelligent than she gets credit for. Mm. But she's used that to basically promote herself. She's done a TV show. She's she's a tabloid sensation. And I'm with you when the first thing you said, which is, I kind of just wish you'd just stay there. Just go do your tabloid thing. Uh, yeah, I don't want. I don't want to have to talk about her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know. It's I know. Like... But that's the reason I'm bringing it up is just to get ahead of it because she very likely will win that seat. You know, I mean, we we were talking about how there's 51 people running for it, but she's the biggest name. Yeah. So let's say she does win it. All of a sudden, even though she's one of 438 House members, she's still Sarah Palin, and yeah. all of a sudden. Yep, you're going to have to talk about Sarah Palin again because oh, she's going to say stuff. She's going to be in the news. Yep, They're going to make her – you know what's weird? They'll probably try to make her into Marjor- Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. But they won't be able to do that because she's actually more intelligent than to let that happen a little bit more. Probably, but a lot of it's out of her control because yeah. she's already become that personality. Yeah. She's the Tina Fey thing. Yeah. Which I thought was hilarious. I thought All Tina right. Fey's impersonation. Obviously, of her was... she did she did a great job, but there's always political motivation behind it. It's yeah. not just we're going to have fun with this national figure. It's we're going to have fun. At best, at worst, we're actually just trying to destroy you, right? But she did do it well. I'm not saying uh-huh. she didn't. But I, anyway, I wonder if she hadn't hitched her wagon to um, McCain. McCain. If if they would have been 
I mean, I, I mean, McCain was on their team for God's sake. She yeah. was less of a Republican than I know than most people. But but I think, yeah, I just I'm afraid that she's even if she wants to actually do good, you know, and come in and, yeah. and lead change, it's not gonna. She's I agree. It's not, I agree. she's not gonna have the ability to because they're yeah. Just go sit on the coast, watch Russia for us. Exactly. Keep an eye because yeah. That's that's your role now. You can watch Russia. Yeah. No. Nobody. Everybody's paying attention to Western Russia. We need somebody paying attention to Eastern the other Russia. Side, that's where they're going <laughs> to exactly. <in>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're going to sneak in. Uh, okay. <laughs> On that note, let's do the script. Now, I said at the beginning of this thing, set it all up, but I'll set it up once again. This is a blind script. So this is Roy. You read lines for this probably two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Trisha did too. Jess, our voice actress, you know, she's our our smoky voice girl, she did lines in this too. And all of you, you didn't know what you were reading other than your lines. That's mm-hmm. the fun of a blind script. Yep. And then I take them and I just mash them all together. And I would say, Roy, you did an okay job. Well, that's an improvement. It's a, above average. No, it's above average for you. It's too average for everybody else. Yes. But in the context of... My average is pretty low. Yeah. The bar is low. Yeah. So I think that you probably did barely get over your own bar. Okay. Which is not everybody else's bar. Right. But that you did achieve reading the lines with a little bit of emotion. But I think in this context, it helps that you didn't know what it was because then there's a little more grace given. Okay, so, good. Okay. Cut me so, some slack. 30 seconds here. We reset. We come back. We deliver this fully produced blind script. Here we go. All right. Uh, introducing you to the script here. It is, there's four of us on it. You'll hear, and one kind of gurgly person who's dying. <laughs> um, Roy, do you even remember, remember this at all? This is called um, Unfortunate Last Name Hospital. Oh, yes. that's Yeah, I remember it now. <laughs> okay. All yeah. right. Here we go. Let's get scripted. Blind. Doctor, doctor, you got to help. Sir, please wait your turn. It's okay, Nurse Lefanut. Let him through. What's your name, son? Glenn. Glenn Poop. Well, you've come to the right place, Poop. What do you mean? Didn't you know? This is a hospital for people with socially unacceptable last names. Hi. I'm Dr. John Von Jesguzzler. And I'm Dr. Gasshole. Dr. Hugh Gasshole. Don't you mean Jasshole? That was my maiden name. (laughs) (laughs) She's a girl and her first name is Hugh. I've had enough of you, Nurse Meg Leffinut. Say, Nurse, what would you give up to get a new last name? Why, I'd give up my (laughs) Leffinut. But it's sad, though. She's engaged and will be marrying up into a better name and a better hospital. Which is fine, because this one is horrible. Well, this is the closest one to us right now, and we need help. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean, we? I brought my cousin. We were in an accident right up the road. I'm mostly okay, but his intestines are coming out. Gross. What's his name? Andy Smithton. (gasps) That's an incredibly normal name. He's bleeding out. All right, get him up on the table. But doctor, your mission statement, your dream. Nurse Lefanut, I took an oath. One that's similar to the Hippocratic Oath, but for people with last names like Slugboner and Fugly Taint. So, scalpel. Ew. Oh, I shouldn't have used the scalpel. Dr. Von Jesguzzler, he's dead. 
Oh no, the poops are going to be a mess. And the Smithtons too. My mom's side. Totally. None of you seem upset at all. What is wrong with you? Oh, this happens all the time. Yeah, we're not good at this. We just have the common last name thing. Not exactly a great reason to start a hospital, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Third one today. So we should shut this place down, yeah? Hey, I know. Let's start a bubble tea place for people with horrible last names. Yeah! You coming, Poop? Sure. What the heck? Yay! Yay! Hooray for Poop! Wiggins America on 97.1 FM Talk. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, Roy is here, old Roy, and we are going to do a segment called Today in Time Travel. Today in Time Travel. So this is where we look back at, well, what year are we looking at? We're looking at 2020, 2021. So we look at the week that we're in. And we look back a number of years. Sometimes we'll go back 10 years. This time we're looking back just at 2020 mm-hmm. to see how far or how far we haven't come. Right. In probably, I'm, I'm going to guess that's the case. What story did you pull up, Roy? The uh, Gretchen Whitmer, Whitmer uh, where they, uh, the armed guys went into. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, that was that this was week. This week in 2020? Mm-hmm. I would have thought this was nothing but COVID right now, to- stories. Well, Towards the end of of April or middle of April uh, in 2020, that's when COVID kind of really took off. There, at least some of like CBS News, some of the other sources I looked at were like, "Oh, the anti-vaxxers are going to scare everybody from getting the vaccine." Wait, we're talking about 2020 here. Mm-hmm. They're they're talking about anti-vaxxers in 2020 mm-hmm. because there was no vaccine, right? But they were they were there were people who were. I guess proactively saying they're going to try to force us into. You are blowing my mind right now if this yeah. is the case. That people were ahead. But this is while Trump was in office. <clears throat> I would have thought it would have been the exact opposite because people at the time, remember Kamala Harris and people, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't want the vaccine. I, I don't want a Trump vaccine. You know, there was a lot of that at the time. I mean, Trump was talking about a vaccine. Right. We didn't have it yet. Yeah. But. They were already the people. anti-vaxxers in 2020 were the people who became oh the vaxxers after Trump got out of office, and so that's what you're finding this week in 2020 in the news mm-hmm. headlines was people on the right saying people are on the left aren't going to trust the vaccine. No, people on the left were saying we're not going to trust the vaccine. Oh, okay. Because okay. it's the Trump vaccine where I'm not digging it, you know. <laughs> oh, they were, of course. They were already, even though there wasn't anything made yet, Trump was moving. He was getting things going. Like, yeah, okay, Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, we're going to deal with it. And they're like, well, I'm not doing it if Trump does it. And so they were the anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, we remember this. It's just yeah. I can't believe it was that early. Yeah, I didn't think it was already going on in April. I thought in April we were still in the we're all in this together mode, <laughs> but I may be wrong. I don't know. I I could have that. That could be 2021. I don't know. No, no. Don't tell me that you... I, I just did a whole segment on your perfect research, and now you're telling me, eh, maybe it was a year later. Don't tell me that. I, well, I'll tell you... What I'll tell you is I was just so disappointed and disenchanted with doing it doing this uh, assignment this week because 
it was all stuff, whether it was 2020 or 2021. Or, yeah, as you're looking at both years, I know. It was it was all stuff that I'm just so tired of. It's the same stuff. It's the same stuff. None of it's been resolved. You still have half of the people saying one thing and half of the people saying the opposite. Or apparently the opposite of what they were saying. Yeah. So it, it what what this assignment did to me this week was basically, I don't care anymore. I'm just so exhausted with fighting over it because it's it's not going to be resolved. And it and looking back at it, it's just more of of people on the right just getting mad about it. And well, I'm yeah. tired. I'm tired of being mad. You're about tired it. of no results. Yeah. You, I mean. I'm tired of being mad about it, too. I think everybody who is listening to us who feels at least similar to us politically mm-hmm. would, would feel the same, that you're just you're tired of getting mad about these things and nothing happening. You are al- the ultimate skeptic that anything would happen. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. uh, the Durham investigation, for instance, that anything is going to happen with that. I don't. Uh, first of all, I'm looking at you right now. It's the first time I ever thought this. You actually look like John Durham. Well, I get that a lot, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what are you supposed to say to that? I don't know. Um, But, uh, yeah, this is, we're in that place where the majority of people, and myself included, I'm not saying this is the wrong way to think. You're just skeptical that any there's any accountability for any of these people's terrible decisions that they make to line their own pocketbooks half the time, to gain power half the time. All this stuff is so corrupt that I'm. What I'm hearing you say is, where do you even start? You know, what do you do? You just throw the whole thing away, or what? Exactly. And and so what 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 this has led me to is, you know, what what is the solution? You know, people. So you know, I have friends who are conservatives, and you can't get them to not engage i mean they're just fully well, yeah, engaged but too. it's but it's always oh look at these guys look at these hypocrites look at the yeah. you know then you got people on the left who don't engage because they don't have a good argument but the at the end of the day what do we do what do you do about it yeah talking about it it's great for radio i mean it's great for yeah yeah it's for, yeah, i get you i for, get you for pundits but it what i think a lot of us personally are struggling with is we've got no control over the po- the political side. Yeah. It's so far gone. There's nothing we can do. There's nobody going to be accountable. All that's left is what do we do personally? What can we do as as a society, as a people to to change the direction of where we're headed? You know, it's okay, well, you know, vote. Okay, that's great. But I think yeah. I think it's deeper for deeper than that. And this, and you're kind of my go-to guy for for spiritual things. I don't want to get too crazy about it, but um, you know, there's an there's an aspect of this. Where do you find peace in it? Where do you find peace in it? You know, there's there there's the people who talk about you know the the evilness of yeah. of this this whatever's regime or world or whatever. Yeah, right, the great the American or the you know globalists and yeah. all of that stuff. You know, not everybody is is uh, you know religious. The founding fathers, you know, we had the Puritans. There were some denominational things, but everybody at least was 
Yeah, there's were, a there's a god. Right, right. Even if they were deists. <clears throat> yeah, I, I I mean just to sum up here because unfortunately we are on the radio. We do have to get to a break, but mm-hmm. um, what you're hitting on is deep stuff. Obviously, on the surface level, I'll say as a person who does have a platform, and you're here too, uh, and anybody who listens to us, we're just going to keep pushing up from the bottom. I I get that we're not necessarily at the top of the heap, Mm -hmm. but we do have at least a platform here, and we're going to use it as responsibly as we can to do absolutely ridiculous scripts about uh, (laughs) Dr. John Jez Guzzler, um, and also keep pushing from the bottom up on stories that need to see the light. Now that's that, but that to me is surface stuff. What you're talking about is deep sort of how do you even find peace in the midst of this? Because you are t- hitting on things that I talk about at home with my wife. Mm-hmm. She's she does she's like more politically engaged now than ever and wants to be less politically engaged than she ever has been. But it's invaded every aspect of life <clears throat> in the last couple of years. So you've had to get engaged, you've mm-hmm. had to have an opinion on things because you it's right in your face. But at the same time how do you stay sane when you don't see justice happening anywhere and you don't even have hope that justice is going to happen? I think that's the key. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to reconcile. Like, I can't preach to you and tell you, well, this is what you should do. Right. I can tell you what I do. And that is that I try to maintain the fact that there is a sovereign person above all this. And I'm talking about Christ. If there is a sovereign plan then I can endure the day-to-day. But it's I've got to have that higher perspective and trust that there is somebody there who does believe in justice and mm-hmm. is going to bring it about and does love me and love people and ha- wants the best for people. Because if it ain't for that, ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah, I mean, this is hopeless if, if not for that. So, I mean, I'm, I, we're talking about 30,000-foot view stuff here, and then we're talking about very narrow stuff about right. the Durham investigation. So it's a kind of goes both ways, but, uh, you know, I don't how, know if that's... Yeah, how do we, as individuals, how do we go from, how do we keep going? Yeah. We got to get our noses out of Twitter and out of all the social media because it's just constant reminders of how everything is bad and focus on what do I do as a person in my day-to-day life? Well, if that's what, if that's what it takes. Yeah. Because for me, I, I can stay in Twitter and stay in touch to those things. Yeah. But also put them in the perspective that there is a God. There is a God who's in control. There is a God who also cares about these things. Because it has to be all three of those things. If it's just a God and it's like, well, he doesn't really care. Right. It kind of it creates a separation. But I, I get by by trusting that there is a plan and that I don't know what we're going to see in this lifetime, but I'm also talking about eternity. You know, on the other side, I'm going to be asking those same questions. I want to know the truth. I want to know about why were you doing this, guy? Why were mm-hmm. why were we here at this time? Even you know, stuff like that. That that's the kind of stuff that just kind of keeps me going. So we're we're long. We got to get to a break. We will be right back, though. Wiggins America, Olroy, thank you so much. I appreciate the conversation. We'll be right back. What's fun is these stories that come out, and by fun I mean not fun at all. These stories that come out, and you got to wait to know whether they're true or not. Those stories are pretty much everything involving Donald Trump in the mainstream media. If you hear the mainstream media talking about anything related to Trump, you can pretty much wait a week and find out what the truth of that story actually is, if any. Because sometimes it's just completely fabricated, like. 
him colluding with Russia to steal the 2016 election. There is literally nothing true about that. And everybody investigating it knew that while they were investigating it. We know that because they released the FBI's text to each other, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, being the most prominent example of that. The quote, there's no there there, which has actually become kind of ubiquitous in American society. You hear people say there's no there there quite a bit now. I don't even know if half of them know what they're quoting. They're quoting Peter Strzok talking about investigating Russia collusion with Trump. While they were investigating it, they knew there was no there there. Well, like that story, maybe you heard about this one. January 6th, Trump's phone records are missing. Seven hours of phone records missing on January 6th. What was he doing during that seven hours? He was probably talking to... Saddam Hussein and Saddam Hussein was probably going to bomb something at the Capitol. That's what we infer because we're just making things up at this point. We're the mainstream media. So for accurate reporting, I chose to go to somebody who was so, so forlorn in the reporting that was coming out of this right leaning nonsense from Fox News, that he had to leave the network. That would be Shepard Smith. Here's Shepard Smith on the phone logs. Let's get the real story. That's according to the explosive new reporting from the Washington Post, Bob Woodward, the same reporter who broke Watergate, now breaking this story along with CBS's Robert Costa. A seven-hour, 37-minute gap in President Trump's phone logs on January the 6th. Those logs handed over to the committee investigating the attack. It's a gaping mystery for the panel whose sole purpose is figuring out what happened that day and who was involved. According to the Post, the logs show the president made calls throughout the morning of January 6th. But then the calls suddenly stopped. No calls in, no calls out. Nothing during the entirety of the insurrection. Shepard Smith, of course, they're telling us what's really going on at the insurrection. You know, if somebody uses the word insurrection, they're not biased. They're giving you the straight facts. And mentioning Bob Woodward there, the sterling journalist who broke Watergate, now breaking this, and I've, I've seen headlines in the last couple weeks, even recently, <laughs> I mean, since it's broken that this story isn't true, <laughs> or is at least vastly misleading, we'll say that, that uh, have said, yeah, this is actually worse than Watergate. <laughs> NBC News had one from just a couple days ago. <laughs> like They are not even checking to see if their reporting is true after it's been proven that it's not. Uh, so here, this is from Newsmax. Now, this isn't going to say that there is no gap in that phone record. Let's get it straight. Let's get real facts here, because I, that's something I really hate, is that sometimes the left is so wildly off that the right will come back and say, well, that's not true. Well, you have to parse it out. You got to tell what's true and what's not, because in this case, there are things that are true in there and are not, but it's the way that it's being painted that's not true. Here, this is from Newsmax, and this is, I've picked these three paragraphs just because I think they explain the whole story really, really well, really concisely, so you can get a nice idea of what we're actually dealing with here. It says, quote, the fact that the switchboard log does not show January 6 calls from the Oval Office is not unusual. It is true. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing there, but it says sources told CNN because Trump typically had staff members either place calls directly for him on landlines or cell phones. Those calls would not be noted on the log. 
So it notes calls made by the president on the presidential log. If somebody dials the phone for him or makes the call for him and then transfers it to him, it's not on the log. It goes on in the article here, quote, other former presidents did likewise. An ex-White House staffer told CNN that if then-President Barack Obama wanted to make a call to someone from the Oval Office, he normally would ask an aide to dial the person. The aide would then call the number and hit transfer to connect the caller to the president. That call would not go through the White House switchboard and therefore would not be recorded on the log, the former staffer told CNN. Unquote. So all you have to do is look at several other days of Trump's phone calls. And apparently this was really common. So if you look at January 6th, there's this gap in the phone log of calls made by the president himself. And that apparently happened pretty often. He'd do some in the morning and then he'd be doing other things or he wouldn't make calls at all. Or he'd have other people dialing the phone for him or he'd be emailing or texting or whatever during the day. And then he'd pick back up in the evening with phone calls made by himself that would be on the log. Apparently that's very common. That's like a, a normal day for Trump. But do the journalists, quote unquote, breaking this story care? Well, of course they do. They care deeply. They care about telling you just about that one day and then painting it in a fashion that makes it look like the most nefarious thing possible. I mean, when you hear January 6th, much like me, I hear it and I go, what now? And you know what? So do most writers. Uh, Project Veritas just broke that story about the New York Times writer who was on record writing tons of January 6th stories. He's on a date, I think. I think somebody sniped him. So he went on a date that he didn't know was fake where the date was recording this writer for the New York Times. And the writer or the girl was asking him questions about his job and about January 6th. And he was like, everybody knows it, it's everybody knows it's it's puffed up. Everybody knows that we're making more out of this than there is. But we got to write it because then it sounds good and it's sensational. <laughs> you know, it, it gets clicks. It, it's incredible. It is incredible that we still, here's my big takeaway. I don't know about you, that we still hear stories like this and we go, oh man, there must be something there. Because there's never any there there wow that's amazing wins america that is amazing wow what a week a lot of breaking stuff this week and i don't mean breaking news i mean we just came in here and broke everything as usual so nothing new there but if you want to hear what we did in terms of breaking things and uh, destroying the narratives hey that's how we're doing it uh go back and get the podcast 971talk.com at the beginning of last hour, the man who knows everything was here. That was kind of fun. We didn't really stump him, but you can hear that if you get the podcast or you rewind on the Odyssey app. At the beginning of this hour, we had breaking Pink Floyd news. So if you're a Pink Floyd fan, as much as I am, that was the highlight of the morning. I wouldn't call it the highlight of Pink Floyd's career, but it's still new Pink Floyd news. And to me, that's a big deal. Also, if you want to know why we said the words slug boner and fugly taint, you're going to want to hear our script of the week, which is also on the podcast. It's called Unfortunate Last Names Hospital. All of that available, again, on the Rewind or the podcast, which I encourage you to get. Thanks for listening to Wiggins America. We'll see you next time. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.